Welcome to Solid Sound Bites with John Yost. Our special guest today is Jason Black. He's the Senior Director of Revivals in Percocet, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Jason. How are you, brother? I'm good. Hey, John. Good to talk with you. Great to talk with you. Thanks for being on the morning show over there at 107.5 Alive and and just sharing what uh, you're doing in Percocet. For folks that are just joining the, the podcast, your church saw an opportunity to buy a restaurant I guess that's really how it all started, right? Yeah, it, it's actually, um, it's one of those God stories. Uh, just our pastor, uh, head pastor, Chris Heller, he went to a pastor's seminar and he heard someone say, and I'm sure people have heard this before, you know, if your church were to disappear tomorrow, would your community know and would your community care? And he thought about that for months and he said, no, I don't think they would. And that's what birthed the search and the heartbeat behind Revivals. Wow. Revivals uh, is a ministry of Renew Bible Church in Percocet, PA. And what really stood out to me and why I wanted you to come on the morning show at 107.5 Alive was that you go out in the community for these block party pop-ups, you do soup, you do uh, dinners, even Lego clubs for kids, and you do it all for free. And you're just now doing a like an emergency or rapid response vehicle. Could you share what that's about? That's very intriguing to me. Yeah, it was about um, two years ago. A huge portion of Percocet Borough got flooded. Um, There was some massive flooding. It was the biggest that I think the area has had in many, many years. And a lot of families got displaced. A lot of families had really no resources to turn to. And one of the heartbeats of revivals is resources. We try to connect people. We try to get people help. Uh, We utilize a lot of relationships. We utilize all our volunteers. And uh, our chaplain, Adam Meller, uh, he had a heartbeat of saying, well, what if we could show up and help people? and that's where the relief truck started to, the idea started to formulate. And then we reached out to a couple of contractors and got their thoughts. And we started to build this idea of, well, what if we just had a truck that became a mobile workstation hmm. and that could reach anywhere where rather than just make a workshop at a store or, a, or a, an actual location, take the workshop around and help people at their homes and and now it's come to fruition, and we're launching it in uh, at our concert, June 21st, uh, the Ben Fuller concert, and that is going to start. <laughs> and what's really interesting, I'm not sure if you knew this story, um, we, had, um, we had flooding damage at our building here uh, two months ago. Somebody <sighs> left one of our sinks on, and it flooded our first floor and our basement. Oh, no. We, we came to the conclusion that, unfortunately, it might have been done maliciously, um, but God has used it in such a cool way. Uh, one, it got, became our relief truck's first project. <laughs> <laughs> True. Right there. So we, didn't, we just had to park it right here and did the work, but um, we had needed to make a few changes into our building, one for security, two, um, a couple uh, upgrades that we've been needing to do. And every area that got damaged by the water was the areas that we had already talked about and saying we needed a change. Mm. So it, it it's really worked out to where people are saying, oh, man, that's such a, an annoyance that you have to go through that. 
And we just turn around and say, actually, it's been quite a blessing. Amen. We are speaking with Jason Black. I have all the links to uh, Jason's email, along with revivals uh, on this podcast below. Uh, You referenced the Ben Fuller Praise and Worship concert. That is happening at the farm in Quakertown on June 21st. So if you're listening to this podcast prior to that, uh, please join us. You you uh, not going to want to miss that and the official launch of the truck at that concert, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you you hinted at a few of our other ministries. Um, yeah. We have 30 plus ministries. I'll, I'll give you a couple as a rundown. Uh, we have licensed counseling. Uh, we have social workers to help people navigate um, some of the complexities of um, dealing with uh, um, all of the different world of uh, education and government and, and how to know what paperwork to do. We have a mm-hmm. therapy dog. Uh, his name's Bernie. Uh, he just finished his um, certification. We have an education. Uh, we call it education resources. It's after school homework help. Uh, our, our therapy dog shows up and the kids read to him. And um, we have multiple support groups. We have um, a purity group, a, a grief group, uh, we, you had mentioned the block parties. We go out into the community. Uh, we, we try to get out into the community and also bring the community to us. Uh, we have lunch and learns where we, we host lunch and we, we teach people. One of our areas that we want to grow in is uh, uh, drug awareness, how to spot that in your family or your friends. And, and if somebody has some addiction in their life, uh, we have a home delivery um, program that we call Homebound where uh, we're now up to eight, 186 meals a week that are delivered mostly to people that are um, either they can't support themselves or they, um, whether it's a mental or physical problem, yeah. we deliver a hot and cold meal each day. Uh, we have senior breakfasts that are free once a month. Oh, the seniors absolutely love that. It's a great social event and it's a free meal. Uh, we have our soup and soul, which is our soup kitchen. I could go on. <laughs> how do how do you keep track of it all? I mean, that's a lot, Jason. It really is. Um, but God has blessed us in in supporting us with a wonderful amount of volunteers. Uh, when we spoke earlier, I shared we have 242 active volunteers, and that number keeps going up. And really, um, we have only five staff members, and we have. We, we do this all because of our volunteers. They are the heartbeat behind everything we do. Wow. If someone is listening from another state and they're saying, if only we could duplicate something like this, what, what would you say to them? Please reach out to me. Um, uh, our, our pastor, Chris Heller, one of the things he wants me to do is help other churches do something similar. Uh, because revivals has been such a dramatic change to our church where uh, we've been able to serve the community in a unique way. People come to revivals that will not go to a church. Uh, and they have no problem coming to revivals, uh, but they will not step into a church building. But they don't know they're going to get the gospel here. too. Right. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it really what it's I think its biggest strength is actually allowing um, uh, God's people to work out their gifts and work out their ability to serve and to 
be the light in the community. And yeah. when you have that resource, it dramatically changes your church body. Amen. What's it done for you personally? As, as you see your volunteers, as you see the staff, as you see the ministries growing, what is it for you every day? What, what makes you come back every morning? It's interesting. Um, uh, I'm uh, 42 years old. And I always say that um, for uh, I was in my wilderness for 40 years. God called me into ministry at age 40. Hmm. Uh, I I ran my own business for many years. Uh, I've been um, uh, out in the business world doing all that. And a few years ago, God started to put on my heart to start to step into a little bit more than just traditional serving, started moving into some ministries. Uh, I've been doing the um, a purity ministry for many years, helping men get out of addiction. And right. that's been a joy of my life, uh, just seeing guys get freedom from addiction in their life. And uh, that was the start of my journey. Uh, then I started to do the men run the men's ministry at our church. Uh, and that's grown and grown from there. And then I remember praying to the Lord saying, my life is entirely yours. Do with it what you will. And he took that and he ran with it um, because within the next year, uh, he opened every door and made it clear as day that you need to leave your business field and go into ministry full time. And I I couldn't even said no if I wanted to, because it just (laughs) it was so apparent that that's what he wanted me to do. And that coming into revivals. it is, I now look back in my life and I see he was preparing me for this for all 40 of those years. So I feel that it's an absolute privilege to be able to serve the Lord this way and to uh, help the church body to do the same. So it, that's what does it every day. I, I get to do it every day. Wow. God answered more than what you could ever ask or dream or imagine, right? That's a, you know what? That is, um, we have our fall gala coming up at uh, the Lakeside Inn in Percocy in October. And our theme is, we're calling it Exceedingly Abundant. Wow. Um, and then the tag is more than we ever thought. Because when Revivals was started, no one would have guessed that we would have had 30 plus ministries, over 200 uh, volunteers. Um, having intimate relationships with uh, our community and our community wanting us to be here because we just serve them and love on them more than we could have ever imagined. What's really interesting is Revivals is rapidly growing. Uh, We're one campus right now. And in the next year or two, there's plans that we might actually be three campuses. Um, So we're, we're growing and God is doing some big, big things. And we're kind of just along for the ride. You had said about that uh, fall event. Can folks um, look to uh, join in and be a part of that event? Um, they can. Yeah. If they, if they would like a, um, a personal invitation, um, they could send me an email at jblack, the letter J black at revivalsoc.com. Um, or you can just go to revivalsoc.com and find my email there. Um, it's going to be an invitation. Uh, we're calling it our gala and auction. Uh, it's a beautiful location. The Lake House Inn is this old stone mansion. Wow. Um, yeah. We, because we are growing so rapidly, uh, we are looking to do a large fundraising event 
um, for the people that love and want to support revivals because the multiple campuses are going to cost much, but they're going to greatly, uh, we, we've maxed our capacity in this building. We need to expand. So we have to move into those or we get to move into those as our <laughs> pastor likes to say. Yeah. So we're, we're really looking to do that. So if they would like to come and support us, yes, shoot me an email and I'll put you on the invite list. That's great. Again, revivalsoc.com and all the links are listed on the podcast. Jason, it's amazing, though, in such a short amount of time, how God has opened up door after door after door uh, for revivals. What doors has he closed? And And now you look back and you say, all right, Lord, that was a good door that you closed. There has been. Yeah, there's been some because um, anybody who's in ministry, and I know you know this too, uh, the opportunities are endless. Right. And um, sometimes you have to say no. Uh, and sometimes you have to know when to say no. And, and that's that not always easy, of, though, Jason. It's I mean, not. It really isn't. It takes a lot of prayer. A guy like you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you see all this potential and all the need. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Um, people usually describe me as kind of like a horse that they have to rein in because I just go, go, go. Um, <laughs> and But, you know, a lot of prayer and a lot of discernment um, and a lot of um, uh, accountability and wisdom from others. Uh, we we seek that constantly mm. to say, OK, here's a new ministry opportunity. Uh, let's let's pray it through. Let's look it through. Let's see how God moves. And you know what? One of the biggest things I see if um something we should pursue is God brings the people. He, he mobilizes his people. And when we don't see the people show up, uh, that's usually an indicator we need to be on guard. But when we start to pursue a ministry, all of a sudden, this guy shows up, this girl shows up, and they have experience and they have wisdom and they have knowledge in this area. And and we don't feel like we're doing it alone. And and he just brings his people. And that's usually a very good sign. And and we we feel very well supported. And and that's what he that's how kind of one of our tools of discernment. Yeah. It's amazing to watch this ministry grow from grief share. Folks, there's even uh conversations. I think it's uh every every other Tuesday or something that you have regarding suicide, alternatives to suicide. Uh, for folks, because that's a very real thing that people are dealing with. Yeah, we we have a lot of support groups that have been growing. Um, and when you have a place that you can talk and communicate with others, uh, you don't feel alone in this world. Yeah. Um, and then also when you do it from um, a biblical backing where uh, the word of God is the foundation, um, that's the only thing that truly changes us. So, uh, you know, we support groups are all good and all, but when you add in the word of God, uh, that is really where dramatic change happens. Amen. And you're seeing that. That's what I love about revivals. It's not just a social get out there and, and, and do things for people. It's doing it in the love of Christ and bringing Christ to them, shining the light of Christ and, and speaking his name into people's lives. That's what you're doing. Yeah, we have a, one of our ministries that we call them seed planters. They are part of our volunteer team that absolutely love sharing the gospel. Um, some people say, hey, you know, that's not my strength and I'd rather just be in the kitchen cooking. And that's a, a need that we absolutely have. And some people go out and they want to just tell everybody about Jesus. What we do at Revivals is we we talk with people. We try to see what their strengths are, their gifts are, um, the packages that God has, has given them. 
and we fit them in. But one of our um, one ministries that kind of goes across the board is our seed planters, where wherever we're doing, we want to have seed planters at that event where they'll just talk to you. Because uh, mm-hmm. if we do um, free soup at, a, at an event, we would love to have somebody come up to you and talk to you. Uh, because if we're not doing something to share the love of Jesus, why are we doing it? Exactly. Um, Right. And and so we try to uh, incorporate that in everything we're doing. And, and you are. And it's a wonderful example. We truly appreciate all that you're doing out there in Percocet and beyond. Uh, as you say, you want to share this uh, ministry with others and how to do it. Maybe in your hometown, you can get a hold of Jason Black on his website. It's revivalsoc.com. You can donate food. You can uh, financially support them. But Honestly, Jason, praying for you and your staff and for those walking in the doors and and for the truck, um, I know that you covet the prayers as well. Uh, yeah, number one resource right there. Uh, the enemy does not like this light on the hill. And no. uh, we would very, very much appreciate your prayer cover. So before I let you go, what would be that one thing that you would want us to be praying for specifically at this time of the podcast? I would say there's some obstacles that we are encountering through uh, systems and people. Um, and we're trying to do trying to be very protective of things that can come after revivals. Mm-hmm. And we've we've had some wonderful people come in and help us build some protections. Uh, but you know, those are all good things, but if um, we don't have protection from the Lord that that's all that we ultimately need. Uh, and, you know, God tells us that we're going to be persecuted and you're going to um, have troubles in this world, but take heart. He's overcome this world. And so uh, just to um, while there are a lot of attacks that come at revivals uh, to keep our joy and to keep our love for others, I would ask for that and, and also for protection. Yeah, I said that would be number one. Right. We'll do that. And again, folks, you can uh, join revivalsoc.com, join in on what they're doing and how maybe you can plug in in your hometown or if you live in the area, revivalsoc.com. Jason, thank you so much for spending the time and just sharing what's happening out there. Uh, And I know that you look forward to folks connecting with you soon. Thanks, John. And I appreciate your love for us, too. Uh, yeah. It's very much uh, appreciated. We love you guys. And uh, just am so thankful for what you're doing. I happen to benefit because I live in the area and I get to see it <laughs> firsthand. Uh, but I hope, folks, that you can you can hear what's happening. It's real. And because it's the real love of Christ that they uh, exude and share. You, you, you can't even go by revivals without um, sensing the presence of God um, moving in this area. You know, you had started our podcast, Jason, with with, uh, what Chris Heller was saying at that conference. If your church were to leave the area, would they even care? Yeah, or even know. (laughs) Or even know. If revivals, which is the church, right, really, um, if that were to leave our area, I'm telling you, it would devastate our area. It really would. Yeah, we we impact hundreds, if if maybe not thousands of people. It would there would be a dramatic um, hole in the community if revivals left, and and that was the goal, and that's only going to grow, Lord willing. Yeah, that's what I would call a biblical disruptor. I love it. 
Yeah, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> Have a great one, Jason. Thanks right, again. Thanks, God bless. Bye-bye. Until we meet again for the next episode of Solid Sound Bites, my name is John Yost. And if you know someone who is making a positive difference in their community, uh, let me know. We'd love to have them on the next episode of Solid Sound Bites. Until then, God bless. <laughs>